Welcome to the CineScare Podcast, and I am one of your hosts, Matt Speak. And I am also one of your hosts, Joe Jans. And Joe, tonight, well, we have actually, actually have a theme tonight. I think, uh, I mean, I guess we've had themes in the past, but not quite like this. Um, not so dedicated. Huh? Not, not such a dedicated theme in the past. Right, this exactly. Like spot on. Yeah. We're getting very granularly specific. We granularly suspects. I can't even say. That. <laughs> uh, so Easy for you to say. I, I do want to. There's a couple things I wanted to mention before we get into that. I did watch a couple things that I think people might want to check out. Uh, I watched yesterday. I watched a movie called Saint Maud. Oh yeah, I'd heard about it. Yeah, uh, and it was it was good. It was it was a good one. It was very, definitely a slow burn, uh, produced by A twenty four. And if you're familiar with A twenty four, they're usually pretty art house horror, you know. Um, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I believe uh, Hereditary might be might have been an A twenty four movie. I'm not sure. I think it is. Yeah, uh, but Saint Maud, it it it. Uh, it's about this woman who is a nurse for a for a woman who is uh terminally ill. I'm I'm assuming she has cancer. I, I don't think it ever specifies, but I believe it looks like she has cancer. She wears wigs and and everything and and she's terminally ill. She's going to die. And Maud, who she calls herself anyway, she uh is very religious and uh takes it upon herself she wants to save uh, not just not just be the nurse for this woman, but to save her soul. And there are um, a lot of there's a lot of religious imagery. You're not sure how much of it is real, how much of it is going on in the head of 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 Maud. Uh, I think the ending kind of tells you what's really happening, but uh, and and it's it's a pretty powerful ending. It's definitely slow burn. If you're not into us like a slow burn kind of film, uh, then you you probably won't care for it too much. But the the it's a bit of a character study for a while. Uh, it's it it I would compare it in some ways up to a certain point anyway. I would compare it to Joker almost uh, in a way. Uh, it, it's not in an overt way. It's not something that you obviously say. Oh, I would. I, I, this is a lot like Joker, but they're similar characters in a way. And, um, but something, it, it takes a turn in the last act, uh, that, that was pretty horrifying. And, uh, it, it was, a, it was a good one. I liked it. Um, St. Maud. And I believe I watched that on, it's on epics, I think. Um, and I believe it's for rent too. Uh, but they, they had it on Amazon. You get a seven day trial for epics and, um, it's like a free trial for seven days. So what, what's the harm? You just, uh, sign up for it and then cancel it before the end. And unless you really want to keep epics, but, um, I, I definitely recommend that. And, and we finished binging, a show on HBO Max called Search Party, which I think I talked about last time. We had begun watching it and we finished uh, all four seasons or three or four seasons, whatever it is. And it's really good. It's it's definitely a comedy. It's not, you know, I mention it now because it's not a horror, uh, but it definitely has elements of horror in it. 
and different and and um dark com it's really a dark comedy and it is absolutely hilarious so i highly recommend that and then my last thing i want to mention before well you can say whatever you have to say uh i'm holding this up for joe uh but i m- my wife got me this um it's like a i guess like a post not really a poster but it's a framed thing with uh a whole it's got 100 horror movies on it and from way back, silent era, all the way up to just last year, 2020, he's got an Invisible Man on it from 2020, and it's and it's not scratch and sniff, but it's like a scratch thing, like um, kind of like you a, imagine how much cooler it would be if it was scratch. And oh, sniff. if it was scratch and sniff, and you got to yeah. smell something from the movie, like Rosemary's Baby. Yeah, Texas <laughs> or Texas Chainsaw Massacre would be a, yeah. a whole different thing. Uh, but it is, it's sort of like a, um, it's sort of like, I guess, like a lottery ticket. You scratch off parts of it. The movies that you've seen, you scratch them off. And, uh, and then underneath it, it's got like an artist's representation of, of parts of the movie. So there's a quite a few movies I haven't seen, but most of them are in like the older, older movies, like silent era and, uh, movies from like the 1930s. But Have you seen few... the Cabinet of Doctor Kilgari yet? Oh yeah, yeah, I've okay. seen that, and I'd seen Nosferatu, and uh, you know I've seen those classics. But there were a few like The Phantom Carriage, which is one of the oh, early yeah. early horror movies. I, I'd not seen that one, and uh, uh, I still haven't seen Cat People. Um, and then I actually there's... have that on my DVR, just sitting there right now. Just someday I'll get around to watching it. But Cat People. Yeah, 1942. Yeah, yeah. And there was a 1980s, I think, uh, remake of that. But uh, So anyway, that was the most awesome Valentine's gift I think anyone could ever give anyone at all. I couldn't agree more. I think that there was a huge surge of those scampering over Facebook uh, for the past few months because I know I got my wife a – similar type of thing, but it was a map of the United States and you're supposed to cross, you know, scratch off the states you've been to. Oh. And then there's like, you know, national parks and there's different movies, you know, like romantic comedies and AMI's top one hundred or whatever it is, AFI. Mm. Uh but yeah, that that one's I hadn't seen that one. That one's awesome. Interesting. Yeah, this one's fantastic and uh if you want to check it out, I believe it's on Pinterest, if not, or not Pinterest, uh, one of those websites on there Etsy? where people Etsy, maybe, yeah, Etsy. Yeah. Uh, so Google it, you lazy Google bastards. It. Figure it Google out. It. Yeah, figure it out on your own, people. I can't. Yeah, point you we to can't everything. solve all your problems. Exactly. Uh, so anyway, yes, uh, I I definitely recommend Search Party and um, what was the other thing that I said? Oh, Saint Maud. Uh, I think that's, have you seen anything recently? Actually I did. Uh, there was a new film that just came onto Netflix last week called Red Dot. It's a a Swedish film all in subtitles. Again, Mm -hmm. I I cannot get over in the past year, just how many movies I've watched with subtitles. Um, you know, like 10 years ago, I never would have even found one. Now they're just there everywhere. Uh, but it's very interesting. It's about a younger couple. Uh, you kind of zoom, start off with their right into about their year and a half way into their marriage. 
a lot of flashbacks into them, you know, just dating and stuff like that. And when they first got together and they first got engaged, you know, everything was fantastic. Now they've been married for a year and a half and everything's just sort of fizzled. And so they decide they want to, well, actually they find out that they're pregnant. And so they want to take a camping trip up to go see the Northern Lights uh, to sort of rekindle their relationship. And along the way, things happen. Um, people accidentally bump into other people's cars and forget to leave notes and, you know, that whole rigmarole. So anyway, uh, they're camping outside uh, trying to watch the Northern Lights one night. And then all of a sudden they notice a little red dot inside their tent. And it is the red dot that's made by a laser scope and someone begins to start hunting them. Um, it's a very uh, thrilling movie. You get onto the edge of your seat quite quick. Um, there's the, the chases and like who's shooting at them. And you suspect it's one person the whole time. And turns out it's not that, which brings me to my only uh, fall of this movie, which is I really don't care for it when, it's almost to the end of the film and then they introduce something. Oh yeah. Well, we forgot to tell you that this happened ages ago. And had I known that I would have thought, Oh, well that was the killer probably all along, but they introduced this story uh, bit, you know, way too close to the end. But you know, by that time the movie's already done and sort of wrapped up and you just kind of figure out their motivation. But overall it was good. Again, I, I can't believe how many times I've said this in the past, 12 episodes, but if you don't mind reading subtitles, um, this one is a very good movie. And again, that's Red Dot, uh, and it's on Netflix. Yeah, that's one I, I've been meaning to watch. That one and the one that you talked about last time or the time before, uh, Frozen. I oh, yeah. Watch both of those. Yeah. Although I'm surprised that they named it Frozen, given that that Disney movie is so, you know. They, they named it Frozen first. That it movie came, came out oh, three came out years before, before okay. Disney stole it like they do almost everything. You well, know. I can't believe they didn't have the foresight to see that Disney was going to name the movie for Frozen. I can't believe people named this movie Red Dot because, you know, Disney's going to have a movie called Red Dot in three or four years. And yeah, and it's going to be the cutest thing. Yeah, it will. It'll just be adorable. All right. Well, Joe, uh, tonight we have a a uh, a kind of theme, I guess. And we were going to talk about slumber party picks because last time uh, we had discussed the movie, the dark and the wicked and amongst other classic films. Yeah. Drive-in massacre would not be one of my picks, Joe, uh, for a sleepover. I, and not unless, and not unless you're having a sleepover with a whole lot of people you don't really like very much, then, then actually that would be perfect. If the or, intention of the sleepover was to actually put you to sleep, you know, like this is something your parents would have came in and said, enough, you guys are watching Drive-In Massacre, I've had it, and then you'd be out in like 10 minutes. Actually, to tell you the truth, Joe, uh, there is one reason to do it, and that would be if it's the right crowd, you know what I mean? Like if it's you and me, and maybe Dave Bondi or a couple of our friends like that, that might not be bad because there there would be some appreciation of just how bad it is and oh, yeah. making fun of it and having fun while we were doing that. So yeah. close I, friends, an eight ball of cocaine, and this movie, and it's a Friday night. Oh yeah, you and I with the eight balls. <laughs> you, 
Uh, okay, so I guess one of, one of the, what I wanted to say is that I there are a lot of movies that I think of uh, with sleepovers, and some of them are a little obvious. So I tried to find some that that weren't like obvious. When when I was a kid, I I always wanted to watch Halloween every sleepover. Sure. Uh, so I'm not going to include that just because it's one that everybody has seen. It it is a favorite, and it is one that you know if if you're with other people who are big fans of it, then they don't mind watching it every now and then or, or regularly, uh, like me, but generally speaking, I tried to steer around to ones that, um, aren't necessarily off the beaten path, but, uh, we're, deep we're cuts. Uh, yeah, the di- di- maybe, well, I don't even know if I call them deep. The cuts, hidden gems. I had, I had a methodology, uh, behind me. I, I feel like for me, uh, the first movie of the night should be something basically just fun. You know, everybody's just getting together. It doesn't maybe necessarily have to be one that everyone's paying attention to because it's not that scary, you know, and, uh, and, and it's one that everybody can laugh and have a good time with. Right. And then the second one I think should be the scary one. That's when everybody's kind of settled down. Right. And you're, you're ready to just like, you know, you got your footy pajamas on uh, and you've got the pillows, you got the popcorn, everything. Everyone's ready to settle down. We've all chatted and talked and, and had our time. Now it's time to sit down and get scared. And then you, must, the, you must make really good mixtapes. Because you, you put so much thought into it. I have. I have. Well, yeah. I think you have to put some thought into it. Yeah. And, yeah. and then the third movie of the night, you by this time, it it's getting late. People are getting a little punch drunk or whatever, or literally drunk. Maybe it depends on what age they are, and uh, and you've already watched your scary one. You're ready for maybe something to lighten the mood a little bit. So the third one, I think, is is more for the hardcore fans and and should be maybe a cult classic or uh, something that is uh, um, maybe a little. If you're talking about a franchise, a few movies into the franchise, you know, the weird ones, the the B movies. That's what I was thinking. Um, how about you? Uh, yeah, I do, would never have given it that much thought because I, when I <laughs> we would just go to the local video store. Well, you know, we yeah. we you know go to the convenience store, grab whatever garbage junk food you can get your hands on, and then you got to stop by the you know, whatever the local beta and VHS store had. And you, you know, they'd have a small horror, limited horror section and you, you're just drooling over the eye candy of these uh, sleeves of the covers of the DVD cases. And you just grabbed whatever you possibly could, whatever you hadn't seen already. Obviously yeah. if there was something good that you and whoever else was going to be at the party had just came out and you hadn't seen yet, that was definitely a number one pick. But then you always had to have like a classic. Now I agree. I, I'm same way with you. If you want to have us talk about you know Halloween and Friday the Thirteenth, the obvious ones, then you know that's a different one. That's a different right. show. Go yep. tune that in somewhere else. We we find the hidden gems. We bring those to light. Those are the the deep cuts, as I say. That I would want to you know those are the I would want to show a movie that would scare the crap out of my friends that they hadn't not only seen, but hadn't even heard of, you know, right. this is, this is how you make a cult classic. 
is you know these teenage sleepovers like that. So I I agree. We're we're on the same page. Yeah. So uh, I guess what I'm going to do is just I I don't know if you want to do this too, but uh, I picked three for a sleepover, um, a, a little marathon. Uh, really fully intending that the first one would just be something playing in the background while we're chatting maybe and and sort of watching but also maybe eating some pizza or whatever the second one is we're all ready to focus and it's supposed to be scary and the third like i said is just a a goofy b movie or something like that right Mm -hmm. um so i'll talk about a couple of the ones that didn't make my cut right uh but could have filled one of those spots so for my first spot the one that is um fun and and maybe not one that we're necessarily paying attention to all that much because we've all seen it maybe would be a nightmare on elm street for instance uh it's i think it's scary when you first saw it but who hasn't seen that um and anybody coming to my sleepover will have already seen that plenty of times so uh i pick that one maybe or uh or maybe a horror comedy that that would just be something light for earlier in the evening like spontaneous which is a movie i just saw last year and it was on my top 10 list of of uh horror films from last uh from 2020 uh it's a great romantic horror comedy um and uh excellent excellent movie uh so i i thought something like that would be good for for that first slot um and then for the scary movie, I'm I was thinking something like The Conjuring. Uh, although most people saw The Conjuring or, or Paranormal Activity, maybe uh, it follows uh, those. Though if 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 people hadn't seen those, those would be the types that I think would be really creepy, you know, to me. And then for the third movie. Uh, Almost, I was almost going to pick this one, Terrifier. Do you remember this? Did you see oh, this? Oh, yeah, one? a creepy clown. Yeah, the creepy clown. I, well, I can't remember the clowns. Oh, Art, Art the Clown, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that one would be one that I think a lot of people, especially people who aren't necessarily all that into horror, probably haven't seen. And there's some shocking things in it. That would be a late night one. Oh, God, yeah. I, um, I hadn't even heard of that movie up until maybe a year and a half ago. Yeah, it only came out a few years ago, um, and uh, that was one that it, it, it had a danger to it. Like you weren't sure what was going to happen, especially there was one scene, the girl is kind of cut in half, and he's got her hanging there or whatever. Uh, that was one of the few scenes that I constantly remember from that film. Yeah, yeah, um, and there was just a a, a a sickness in that movie that uh, yeah. I, I can't say it was perfect. There was a lot of, I mean, I felt like it had a hundred different endings, um, but, uh, but I, it, it definitely had a creepiness. I know they're supposed to be bringing out a sequel too. So what were some of yours that didn't necessarily make your final? Well, cut? oddly enough, I was uh, shocked that the first movie that you brought up was exactly, I mean, I didn't put it on my list, but Friday the, or uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Is, is hands down. That was like the go-to sleepover movie. If you oh, hadn't yeah. seen it, you had to see it. If you had seen it, you were so anxious to see it again mm-hmm. because it just sets the tone for the rest of the evening, for the rest of the sleepover. Yeah. You know, you're, you're going to have kids that just are not going to go to sleep all night long because of that film. Yeah. But, um, I mean, that's a perfect, that is a good one for, 
you know, when I think of sleepovers, obviously we're, we're thinking of ourselves when we're that age, right. You know, sure. teenagers or whatever. So that is still probably the perfect sleepover movie because usually when kids are become teenagers, they probably haven't seen that one yet because it's pretty scary. So you, you're talking around 12 or 13, you know, kids really start having sleepovers where they want to watch horror movies. Uh, yeah, and you can't go wrong with the classics. You know, right. you can the first handful of Friday the Thirteenth are good. The first two uh, Halloweens are also great. One, you know, if, if you had a sleepover and your three movies were Halloween, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, and Friday the Thirteenth, you know, great. Check them off your list. You're done. Yep. Yeah, it's a, it's still a, a a really good one for that. My. My actual one that made my list uh, would be Sleepaway Camp because um, ah. I I absolutely loved watching that movie when I was a kid. Uh, I never really went away to a camp like that, uh, you know, like a Sleepaway Camp type thing. But uh, a handful of my friends did, and they really related to it. But still, I mean, it's got it's so creepy from the very beginning of the film all the way up to the very, especially the very end. Um, the opening scene with the boat, uh, the family that gets killed with the, the boating accident, and then the creepy mother that's adopted. Oh, just the mother alone. You could do a whole series on just that mother. But um, it's just a such a fantastic film to be watching with your buddies on a you know at eleven o'clock on a Friday night. That thing was that just creeped everybody out. And then. There was always one kid that had already seen the movie, and when they were coming to the final climax ending of the very, uh, you know, last two minutes of the film, he was the one that was always like, "All right, everybody, you got to pay attention. You got to pay attention. This here, this is the best part. You got to watch this. Make sure you're watching this." And then you'd see the final reveal, and oh, it's just such a memorable movie. So that's that's how I would start off a, a, a sleepover right now, sleepaway camp. That is, yeah, that, that final reveal is, and, and, you know, that actress, she's, she's in a lot of, uh, horror, um, uh, conventions and she, she always poses with that look, <laughs> that creepy look, yeah. which now is kind of funny, but when you're, when you're younger, that was scary to me. <laughs> Weird, <laughs> yeah. Bizarre. But then I watched it, you know, a couple of years ago and I was like, oh, <laughs> how was I scared by this? <laughs> but, um. Uh, so my, my first that I would show on a night, uh, for my, for my taste should be a fun one. And, uh, it's, and I feel like it should be a classic and it, and I feel like it should be one personally that, that people aren't going to be paying attention for the first one. If you start it at seven or eight o'clock, no one's paying attention. Right. So I picked Shaun of the Dead. Uh, it's a fun one. You don't have to be paying attention the whole time. You can watch the funny parts. You can watch the the parts that, uh, you know, that are exciting or you get to a certain set piece and you're like, oh, this is funny or whatever. Right. And uh, but but you can still kind of have your evening at the same time. So I, I think it's a good warm up. It's a good one to get one, go, get people going and they'll start to as it gets more serious and gets into more of the drama and the action uh, and people are dying and all of that towards the end, because it gets pretty dramatic towards the end. It's funny and everything, but up to it, it gets pretty darn serious uh, that last act. And so um, 
that that uh, movie I thought would be a perfect one to kind of get people then geared up for it because as as the movie's going on, people start settling in, watching it, and then it warms you up for the next one. So, so that was like my background type movie that's you know setting right. the mood or establishing like a lead in. Yeah, a lead in, yeah. a warm up. Yeah, no, that's a great pick. Uh, on a side note, have you seen the rest of the Cornetto trilogy? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I liked them, but I, not nearly as much as Shaun of the Dead. Uh, yeah. I still think World's End is uh, probably my second favorite, then Hot Fuzz. But anyway, love Edgar Wright films. Yeah. Baby Driver's hands down one of my favorite films. Anyway, uh, my second movie, my actual like. You know, you've gotten people's attention. They're done screwing around. They're all settled in, and they're like, "All right, let's watch a film." Is Return of the Living Dead, and this one, I can't tell you how many sleepovers I had when I was a kid, and we had to pull this one out again and again and again. And I just rewatched this uh, last week, and it's almost like I'm watching it again with brand new eyes. It's such a fantastic film. And again, featuring as we didn't know in the past, but we certainly do now, Lene Quigley of Davenport, Iowa. She plays trash in that film. She's the one yep. that, and that was the other very important thing for all of us boys, adolescents, you know, these movies had to have some sort of nudity in it. You know, it went hand in hand. Like I want to get the crap scared out of me and I want to see boobies. That was just, this movie had them both. In spades, it was fantastic. Um, I we all loved when the uh, the canister opened up and that main creature got out, and you know them and, and the the punk rockers in this film. It was constantly scaring you and just constantly getting out of hand. And then you know the rain starts and there's more zombies and they're calling for more ambulances and. Oh, dear God, you just, you're reeling with excitement going, where's this going to end? Where's this going to end? And you kind of find out, yeah, it doesn't, which is great, you know, an open-ended ending. Um, consequently, I made the huge mistake because uh, I've only seen Return of the Living Dead. I have not seen parts two or three or whatever else is beyond that. But I tried one of those seven-day free trials of, I think it was Cinemax. And only because it had Return of the Living Dead Part 3 in it. And that is just, oh, what an insult to the franchise. It's so unbelievably terrible. Totally a late 80, early 90s movie. It's just not watchable. I was like, you know, I'm, I'm getting this movie as part of a free trial, and I'm still, like, fast-forwarding through it because I'm so bored with it. And, uh, yeah, they really insulted the franchise they really should have i and i like i said i've never seen number two but i don't know now that i want to if they're going to get that bad but they do make references to all of the movies in the franchise they go back to the you know the original black and white but uh yeah just stick with the return of living dead and i i think that would definitely grab everybody's attention for a sleepover yeah no that's a good one it's always a fun that's a fun one um and it, it would be a good one for a sleepover. I completely agree. Um, my second one, which I feel should be the one that would people would find scary. And in order for it to really be scary, it also has to be one that not many people have probably watched. And so uh, horror fans would know this one pretty well, probably. But uh, but 
other people might not. And that would be Hell House LLC. Uh, that is a, I, for my money, uh, the 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 found footage film it's just a it's just a genre that i think you're very much in the moment right it's it's hard one to come back to and watch again like when you first time you saw paranormal activity i i i was there in the moment i was there with it same thing for uh uh, the Blair Witch Project and some of those movies like that. You're in the moment with those movies and you're right there with them through the whole thing. By the time you get to the end, it's not the rewatchability is is not off the charts. You know, with these movies, it's not like The Shining or Halloween where you can watch it over and over, or even even something like The Conjuring or whatever. But that first time you watch it, you're right there with it. And it's very much uh, real time in the moment with these movies. And that I think is perfect for a sleepover. There's some really, really uh, creepy moments in this movie. And they made a couple sequels that weren't very good, but the first one was really, really good. And so I, I, and it's one, like I said, that probably most of the people at your sleepover are, will not have seen. So that is Hell House LLC, and I think that's from 2016 or 2017, maybe something like that. It's a good one. See, uh, okay, on to my last movie of the night, um, although I do have an honorable mention, but the movie I would probably put on last, and I, I, I don't know that we covered this while we were recording or not, but I'm picking movies that I would have watched when I was like in late grade school, early high school, anything that was available then. So if my list seems dated, that's what I was going for. So, um, but my last one, I, I don't want to call it a sleeper and it is more of a popular film than, than the others. But um, Jamie Lee Curtis in prom night would, would be what I would put at the end of the evening. It was, I, again, I just rewatched this just so I could make sure I wasn't speaking out of turn, but I believe the scariest thing in the entire movie is Leslie Nielsen trying to do the hustle with Jamie Lee Curtis on the dance floor during the high school dance. Um, it was such a shock to see Leslie Nielsen uh, having such a minute role in this film and being just totally deadpan straight. Um, but, you know, it's it's a typical... You know, high schoolers are getting picked off one at a time. And I, I, I'm going through the IMDb uh, app while I'm watching this, looking at the dates that these characters, the actors that play these characters, what are their birth dates? And sure enough, like Jamie Lee Curtis, I think was 22. And she was supposed to be playing like a 17 or 18 year old in high school. You know, it's her senior prom. And they cast uh, like everybody five years down easily. You know, I think Jamie Lee Curtis might have been the youngest one on the cast. Some of these other girls were like 24 and 25, but, um, you, but, you know, you got suspension of disbelief. Who cares? You're watching a horror film. Uh, and, and again, there, there's that uh, full frontal in there that was really important to us, you know, teenage boys. But overall, it was a good film. The If you really like black sparkly ski masks, this movie is fantastic because that's what the killer wore. I, it was weird. He's like entirely in black, but his face mask sparkles is his ski mask it was it was an odd choice but um there's good kills there's good special effects special effects there's fantastic choreography uh there's a light up dance floor and everything 
but it's it's worth a watch. Although I I gotta say, I put this movie last in the evening because if you were tired, I guess you didn't want to make it to the end. I honestly don't think you missed a whole lot with the big reveal at the end of the movie. The the fun of this movie is the kills throughout. So uh, anyway, that's that's how I would top off the sleepover was with uh, prom night. Yeah, no, that's a good one. I hadn't, I haven't seen that one in quite some time, so I need to, I need to revisit that one for sure. But it's a, that's a good late night one. Um, I think you'll find that mine is similar. Uh, I chose, I did choose a Friday the Thirteenth film, uh, just because my memory of doing sleepovers was finding one of the Friday the Thirteenth movies. Uh, playing on cable or HBO or whatever late at night. Um, and it was usually, you know, down series, uh, one of the down series ones. Uh, but I chose Friday the 13th part three. And I just watched this one. I revisited it the other day because I was, I was kind of bouncing back and forth between this one and part four, part five, part six, or part two, which part two is probably my favorite of the Friday the 13th movies. I think it's, it's got Jason, uh, though without the mask yet, he's, he's wearing a bag and, and overalls. So it's, it's kind of hillbilly Jason. And, um, uh, but, but it, it's not his mom, you know, I mean, the first one of course is his mom and, and, but it's actually Jason, uh, and he's, uh, and spoiler alert. It's yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Hopefully anybody listening to this has already watched the first, uh, but, but I, but this one, uh, is great because it's goofy, it's campier than part two, uh, but there's some good kills in it, and and it was made to be 3D. It was actually Friday the 13th Part 3 3D, you know, and so and you can see the obvious attempts to use 3D, like people will be holding something up like a, you know, a stick or something like that straight at the camera, you know, and there was a lot of stuff done straight to the camera so that they could take advantage of the 3d. I never got to see it in 3d. I'd love to, if there's ever a screening of it in 3d sometime, I'd love to check it out uh, because it, it did seem to me like there'd be some good shots that that one um, shot that he did with the uh, it's like a, not an arrow, but it was like a, a dart gun or something like that. He shoots and it goes straight at you, straight at the screen. I thought that was a cool shot. There's some neat a harpoon. Uh, harpoon. A harpoon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a har- you know, a harpoon could be something you throw too, right? No, um, that would be a spear. Well, no, I think they call it. Don't they call <laughs> them harpoons? The like they they they, they used to kill uh, whales with. Anyway, never mind. It's uh, a harpoon. Okay. Gun. Yeah. Well, yeah. Or or. Or what did I call it? I, uh, I don't even remember it. Doesn't it. it doesn't. Anyway. <laughs> you, okay. I like the set pieces in this. Uh, I thought there was a good twist at the end that sort of brought back something that happened in the first one. And uh, the use of the barn. I thought the the biker gang was probably the worst biker gang that ever existed. They were, they were dressed up in the, in the most ridiculous costumes with like chains, like not cool chains, but just chain, like chains that they'd be working with, you know? Uh, so I, I really like Friday the 13th part three that you get to know the characters a little bit. I did notice that all of the females basically look the same. They all have dark or uh, they all have brown hair, and they all kind of look like uh, Princess Leia. 
Um, so Carrie Fisher, in, in case you didn't know who that Princess Leia was. But anyway, um, spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler alert. Um, Carrie Fisher is Princess Leia. <laughs> you may not have known that. Yeah. So that was my third pick. I think it would be a good late night one. It would be, you know, a lot of the kids uh, nowadays would be uh, the finished Hell House. They've gotten scared. It would be a good, uh, you know, if if Shaun of the Dead was your warm up, then Friday the Thir- and and Hell House LLC is your workout. Then Friday the Thirteenth Part Three would be a good cool down. And the kids who aren't interested in watching a third movie could be texting or doing whatever or going to sleep uh, while the hardcore fans are watching Friday the 13th Part 3. So if there was a fourth movie, you know, when it's basically you and I are still awake, I would have put on Peter Jackson's Dead Alive. Oh, yeah. Did you ever did you ever watch that with yeah. us in college? Mm-hmm. The only reason oh, no, it didn't make my list. Okay. Um, one of our one of my old college roommates is the one that introduced me to that movie. And uh, otherwise I would have put it on my original list, but I didn't, wasn't really having sleepovers, at least not with other guys in uh, college. So, but dead well, alive. Technically, was technically you were because you had roommates. So, so well, yeah, yeah, that's true. So, not, and we did, good. no, we did numerous nights. We'd, throw on something like Peter Jackson's dead alive. And Oh my God, what a disgusting film. Yeah. <laughs> Especially the, uh, the, uh, the lawnmower at the very end. Um, it's really the most effective way to get through an entire house full of zombies. So, but uh, yeah, that's, that's another classic I would put up there easily. So, yeah, no, that was a really good one. Uh, all right, Joe, I, I don't have any more movies. Do you? I'm plumb out of movies. Well, then that brings us to the next segment, the final segment of this episode, and that is a confessional. A what? A confessional. A confessional, yes. (laughs) A ghost story, Joe. Now, this one, this one is set uh, not too far from you, Joe, uh, in an area of Illinois, uh, actually outside Equality, Illinois, which is ironic, which you will see why it's ironic, uh, because this one is the Hickory Hill Mansion. And actually it's listed here on this website as being Harrisburg, Illinois, but um, I also have it listed under Equality Illinois. So, and anyway, Harrisburg. Are you familiar with Harrisburg? No, not at all. Yeah, this I, is like Shermer, Illinois again. Yeah, it's it's. We're sure um, it exists. Well, or Haddonfield, Illinois, which doesn't exist. Yeah, there's another one. Yeah. Uh, but this, I believe, is in Southern Illinois, and Illinois is a long state. Uh, not nearly oh, yeah. as not nearly as long as California, but it is a long state. So Southern Illinois is uh, quite different from Northern Illinois. Illinois. <laughs> it's, it's, it's Southern Illinois. I mean, is, say they're polar opposites of each other. They they pretty much are. Uh, it's a little more Missouri in Southern <laughs> Illinois. Um, so this is where I play the banjo music. Ding 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 ding. ding. All right. Um, yes, that would be a good pl- place for that. Yeah. So, Joe, I don't know if you're aware of this, but there were 
there was a time in our nation when we had slaves, and uh, uh, unfortunately, and fortunately, we were able to fight a war. Uh, you should look this up, Joe, if you're not aware of it. We fought a war called the Civil War to end slavery and uh, free all the slaves, right? Uh, Sounds other like a good idea to me. Yeah, and it was a good idea, and it worked uh, uh, through much bloodshed. Uh, but there were some people who uh, they weren't they weren't real keen on 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 slaves being free, and some of them went so far as to capture escaped slaves and send them back. And the, the, this uh, process was called the reverse uh, railroad, right? Uh, so, or what was that? What was the, the hidden railroad or underground railroad? Underground railroad? The underground railroad. Well, this is called the... the, the Shanghai? Basically, yeah. But, well, no, the underground railroad was where they... Uh, uh, they people there was a line of of houses and safe houses where they would uh get slaves to freedom send them up mm-hmm. to the north and and eventually really up to canada well there were people called slave hunters who would go up into the north and look for these escaped slaves and send them back in a through a process called the reverse underground railroad well this house the hickory hill mansion was one of those places where they kept slaves for a time uh, up in their attic and it was a very sad story, very uh, bloody, gross story. Uh, this, but this is a national monument, this place. And it is, get, they give tours of it and talk about the history uh, of, of the people who were kept up in this attic. During the day, tourists have felt a growing chill, Joe, as they climb the steps into the attic. Some have heard shuffling feet. And this is where I'm assuming you're going to... Put a sound effect. Insert shuffling feet yeah. here. I took your advice last time, Joe. <laughs> note to self, yeah. <laughs> yeah, note to self. I, I've got to find something that has sounds. Whimpering cries. Glass shatters. Yeah. Uh, shuffling feet, whimpering cries, and they're uh, they're filled with an uneasy feeling. Now that's not sound effect capable. That that one. So I don't think there's a sound for uneasy feeling other than maybe. You know, Joe, in all of our sound effects, though, you, you've yet to find one of a of a voice of someone go, you know, like a ghostly disembodied voice. Oh, the Scooby-Doo voice. What? The Scooby-Doo voice. Well, no, more like this. Oh. I'm just going to play you doing that now. <laughs> okay. Ooh. So um, other visitors have not been treated so leniently by the presences there. In the 1920s, an exorcist by the name of Hickman Whittington went up into the attic to try to rid it of its entities. Only after a short time, he ran from the mansion and hours later died of fright. Well, it was a heart attack, but it was attributed to the fright that he took while he was in... I mean, this is not a coincidence, Joe. Uh, Perhaps having experiences that some Marines had. Yes, Joe, in 1966, two veteran Marines decided to spend the night in the infamous attic. The full treatment, as they call it, started at one o'clock in the morning when their kerosene lamp started to flicker. And there's a possibility for a sound effect there, Joe. You could fire flickering. 
suddenly. Fire doesn't make a lot of, well, it crackles. A crackle. Maybe yeah, not a kerosene right. lamp. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't do that. Suddenly, okay. a terrible moan reverberated and shook the attic walls. Ooh. There you go. I, God, I've got that Matt audio drop of him. Ooh. Well, this one's going to be harder because oh, a cacophony, a cacophony of human voices speaking unintelligible words assaulted their ears while ghostly figures swirled and danced around them. Their only source of light, the kerosene lamp, then blew out. Blood-curdling screams rang out all around them, and they were filled with anxiety and panic, which inspired them to fly down the steep stairs and make a quick exit. These are two Marines, too, Joe. Yeah. These are not, these are not guys. And in 1966, they probably had some combat experience. So these guys who had gone through combat, they could not spend an entire night they couldn't spend more than an hour in this place it looks like you think we could find those two so i can ask him how to spell cacophony no uh <laughs> the sisks whose family had owned the mansion for 80 years were the owners of the mansion and lived there while operating a museum they stayed on the first and second floor and never went up to the attic as they respected the entities there they were interviewed by psychic investigators Richard Weiner and Nancy Osborne for their book, for their book Haunted Hearts. <laughs> what are you laughing about? Richard Weiner. <laughs> Dick Weiner. <laughs> oh. Uh, I guess so, yeah. And Nancy. Yeah. Richard, let's call him Richard and Nancy. Uh, if you've, are you familiar with the book Haunted Heartland, Joe? No, I'm not. No. Well, it's a great a ghost story book, by the way, and uh, it it actually has uh, stories written throughout uh, the Midwest, haunted heartland. Mrs. Sisk spoke of an icy chill that can be hang in the rooms of the mansion, even on hot days. Both she and her husband feel like they're constantly being watched by unseen presences. But they have learned to live with their entities, and the entities tolerate their presence. The house, from its hilltop position, is buffeted by winds. There you go. It, mm-hmm. ju- it is. It is. Is it just the wind rattling the windows and whipping under the eaves that creates a presence, or do the voices of those doomed slaves still cry out in anguish? And why? Never mind. Uh, so <laughs> I'm not going to finish that lesson. So, uh, that is our ghost story for the week. Please people do <laughs> please take pity on do, us. Do yourselves a favor. Do, do yourselves a favor and send us your ghost stories. Okay. That I, we really miss the listener ghost stories and, uh, uh, they seem to be, uh, easier to do sound effects for for Joe. We yeah. will even pay somewhere upwards of between zero dollars and five hundred dollars. Yes, yeah, somewhere in there. Uh, somewhere in there. Well or or a sticker. A sticker. That's really what it's gonna yeah. be. Which that would be somewhere between zero dollars and five. They were very expensive stickers. They were. And they're cool they're stickers. They're high quality. Yeah. yeah. They would look good on the back of a laptop. Or a backpack or a, yeah. a or a car. water bottle. Or, yeah, the back window of your car. Although it's, they're a little small, you can't really read them. So I'd put them on the back of your laptop, and when you go to school, all the kids will say, what's that? What's that? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. 
Sick. No, they say sick. Gotta say, that's awesome. That's, oh. I think. That's sick. Anyway, uh, that's it for this week. Next week, or, or not next week, but in two weeks, we have a very special episode. We're going to be breaking down one of our favorite movies. Possibly, uh, it's right up there with my one of my, maybe my favorite movie of all time, The Shining. Here's so, Johnny. Uh, get ready. We may have a special guest uh, helping us out. I'm... I'm crossing my fingers and uh, hoping so uh, to to join us in this. And I think you guys are going to love hearing from this person. We will discuss the book, the movie, the uh, remake of the movie, the Mm. documentary Room 237, and the 37-minute short film done by Kubrick's daughter on the making of it. All five of those topics. Yep. I'm sure we'll get touched in one way or another. We 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 should, yeah. So I, uh, I guess that's it. I hope you guys that's have it. a great week or two weeks, and we will see you next time. Good night, everybody. Bye bye.